Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. The things I could say on here that my husband would never hear, Joe. I mean, the rest <laughs> of the entire country may hear the things I say, but I'm fairly confident that he's not tuning in. That's the audience right there. You got, what, 7 billion people on the planet? You want to speak to 6.999999 repeating. You want to get all those people all across the world. And as long as he's not listening, it is the ultimate win for you and for this very fine program. Joke's on him for not tuning in to Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance and cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. I guess something about him thinking that he hears enough of me talking. Yeah, just in his, that's you know, the same reason my wife doesn't check out anything I do. She, she gets quite enough of the Joe Fortinball experience at home. I don't know how he has that thought. I mean, I can't imagine getting <laughs> enough of the Amber Wilson experience. You can follow me on social at Amber W Sports. You can follow him as well at Joe Fortenbaugh. We have been getting a lot in terms of the Buffalo Bills experience here in minicamp. I mean, the Bills, a team that we always talk about as a contender, a Super Bowl contender, the top of the AFC. Here right now, they are at the top of the drama in the NFL during minicamp season. Here is the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, just yesterday talking about Stefan Diggs not being at minicamp. Steph is not here. Everybody else is here at the current time. How concerned are you about that? Oh, very concerned. Yeah, very concerned. I'm not going to get into and listen, I respect everyone's everyone's questions and what they want to know about our team right now. I'm just I'm not going to get into into that anymore. So we'll talk about practice. Happy to do that. Happy to answer those questions. And we'll move forward from there. Here is the same head coach, the same Sean McDermott talking about the same player in Stefan Diggs today. Let me be clear. Steph did everything that he was asked to do. He was here Monday and executed his physical on time. Steph reported yesterday, Tuesday. We just felt like we all needed a break and some space. I gave Steph permission to get some space. It was not Steph leaving unexcused. He was excused by me. We all want the same thing. We all want to win. Huh? (laughs) What the bleep, Joe? I, I mean, what a difference 24 hours makes. So there's obviously that's something there's something happening behind the scenes here that is that's that's boiling over. It's not money. No one's reported that it's money. Maybe it is and it just hasn't been reported, but it doesn't we seem like paid. money. He just got a big extension last year and if it's money, you generally go about things a different way. The fact that he was back at practice looked like this had been resolved and then the head coach cancels practice tomorrow. So whatever's happening There is clearly a significant issue at the moment in Buffalo. I say at the moment because you're not playing any games right now. You got two and a half months to get this figured out before it becomes a much bigger problem. 
because you're not a six-win team trying to become an eight-win team. You're a double-digit win team trying to win the Super Bowl. And you got to get organized, and you got to be buttoned up, and you got to pay attention to the details. So right now, we're about to find out a whole lot about Buffalo's leadership and their culture. Because that's what it's going to take to solve this, most likely. And if not, we're going to find a whole heck of a lot out about their plan B. And you have to wonder if that's DeAndre Hopkins. Because things need to get resolved real quick with Diggs. Because if he's not in the fold, that offense isn't going to hum. They aren't going to go to the Super Bowl. We get a lot of bullpucky from coaches. A lot of NFL speak from coaches. That was one of the most bullpucky ridden things I've ever heard an NFL coach say because it makes no sense. It is completely illogical. You can't tell me that Stefan Diggs is not at minicamp and you are quote unquote concerned that he is not there. And then the next day, 24 hours later, tell me that he wasn't there because he had your permission not to be there participating in practice. None of that makes any sense. Now, in that interim, we had heard from Diggs's agent saying, my client is in fact there. He is at the facility. In fact, he has met with Sean McDermott. He has gone through his physicals. McDermott comes out after that and says, well, yes, he's here, but he's not participating in practice. This story has gone all over the place and all it spells to me is trouble because I don't know where the truth is. I don't know what the problem is. What I do know is there is a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, the the most important part of this story is two hours ago, Adam Schefter tweeting that the final day of Bill's minicamp practice has been canceled. That's the story. I mean, all right, at one moment he's in Buffalo and we're not sure what's happening. McDermott's just basically saying he's not here. Then he comes out and tries to clean it up. And Diggs is at practice, so it looks like things are fine. But the fact that this has now happened, they're canceling practice on Thursday. Why would you cancel a Thursday practice? I can think of one thing. One thing. Everything is humming and going so well, and you're so pleased with everything that you're going to do a really nice thing for your guys and say, you know what? Last day, canceled. Everyone go home. Enjoy your time off. We'll see you for training camp in a month. That could be one avenue. That doesn't seem like the avenue. You can't have the problems they've had over the last two days and have the expectations they have going into this season and cancel practice on Thursday because no one has figured out why practice has been canceled. It's not like McDermott's come out and said, yep, everything looks good. They're canceling it. They want to get away from whatever the hell is going on in Orchard Park right now. Well, even if he did, I'm not sure I'm believing, frankly, anything that's coming out of McDermott's mouth right now. I mean, the reality is it's June. The reality is it's minicamp. I know it's mandatory, Joe, but if it was just a player not wanting to participate in it because he doesn't want to do the extra work this far away from season, which we have seen before, it doesn't feel necessary to cancel an entire practice. It doesn't feel necessary to have numerous conflicting stories. It doesn't feel necessary for his agent to have to go on record about him being there and actually meeting with a coach who is quite literally telling the media that in fact he's not there none of that seems to be the case if it's just a player who doesn't feel like working out right I mean we've seen that before we've seen the guy who doesn't feel like doing the thing even if it's the mandatory thing this feels like some sort of drama and the fact that Josh Allen has to continuously come out now given he's the face he's got the mics in front of him he's going to be asked over and over again but he's having to come out and profess his love to Stefan Diggs Is there trouble there brewing in that locker room? Is it the trouble that we saw on the sidelines when they lost to the Bengals and it ended their season this past season? Is some of that ugly spilling over into the next season? A lot of people are connecting what happened at the end of last season with what's happening now. I think that could be a mistake because Diggs has always been known as a passionate player. 
He was very frustrated with the way things are going. He was frustrated on the sidelines. It was the one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive performances of the year for the Bills. And in a year where they thought they could go to and win the Super Bowl, they got beat at home in the snow by a Cincinnati team that had a bad offensive line. Like, that was a pretty shocking result, given the way things had been set up for Buffalo. So if his he's frustrated on the side, that's fine. People forget, though. His relationship in Minnesota went south at the end with the Vikings. They didn't trade him the Buffalo because they were all happy and thought this was the way to go. They traded him the Buffalo, acquired a draft pick, and used that draft pick on Justin Jefferson. But Diggs was fed up there as well. So this could be a guy who's fed up with another situation, or it could be a different story in and to itself where he wants to be in Buffalo, but there's something brewing behind the scenes. Speculating on what it is isn't going to lead us anywhere good, but the team's got to get this resolved and they got to get it resolved in a hurry. And if they can't, they got to get DeAndre Hopkins in there right now because their Super Bowl window is about to close. This year, Josh Allen has a cap hit of $19 million. That means you can build around him. Next year, his cap hit jumps to $42 million. He becomes extraordinarily more expensive. They've got to make hay while the sun shines. Well, and how are, what are you doing with Stephon Diggs in that situation, right? And how are these other NFL franchises feeling about Diggs at this point with the weirdness sur- swirling this whole situation? He was at practice yesterday. He did participate in individual drills. He apparently shook Josh Allen's hand. It looked normal, according to reports. Like, this is where we're at. He went and talked to Gabe Davis. These are the reports that we're getting out of practice because people are trying to dissect any little thing to try to get the answers and unpack what is actually happening there in Buffalo. But again, whatever it is that's brewing in Buffalo doesn't feel like a good thing. Coming up next, Doc Rivers had some interesting things to say about one of the stars he coached with the Philadelphia 76ers. We will get into that with Sixers guy Joe Fortenbaugh. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. After another second round exit and a dismissal from the Philadelphia 76ers, Doc Rivers is reflecting on his time in Philly. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. And in doing so on the Bill Simmons podcast, he said some interesting things, Joe Fortenbaugh. Here is Doc Rivers, the former 76ers head coach on James Harden. Did you like coaching him? Was it okay? Like, how would you rate the experience? It was challenging. More because we were fighting two things. And not like visually fighting. Is that James is so good at playing one way. The way that I believe you have to play to win in some ways is different because it's a lot of giving up the ball, moving the ball, coming back to the ball. Uh, I would have loved to have had him younger when that was easier for him uh, because giving up the ball and getting back the ball is hard. Like it's physical, yeah. it's exhausting. So it would have been interesting if I had him younger uh, where he could have done that more, you know, coming off of dribble handoffs, going down the hill. You know, he didn't finish as well as he finished because he's older. So – I'm one who has been a little hard, and that sound, of course, courtesy of the Bill Simmons podcast. I'm one who has been very hard on Doc over the years, Joe. I do find Doc Rivers to be one of the more overrated coaches living off of a title in the NBA. That being said, I actually don't think he's anything that crazy there. James Harden's a 33-year-old player, and although 33 is not that old in that sport, we all know that he ain't in his prime anymore because he doesn't look like the player who's in his prime anymore. It's essentially what Doc was saying is I wish I could have coached him when he was in his prime. But a lot of people upset over those comments. Yeah, but he understands how it works in the NBA. The superstars have a way of doing things and you need to coach around that. Unless you're not good enough to coach around that. And then you end up getting fired because you didn't do a good enough job, which is exactly what happened in Philadelphia. You took over a team that couldn't get past the second round of the playoffs. You had them for three years. You know what you did? You lost in the second round of the playoffs. You lost in the second round of the playoffs. You lost in the second round of the playoffs. Listen to that podcast. You'll notice that pretty much everything that happened in Philadelphia was someone else's fault other than Doc Rivers. Wasn't about to step up and take a whole lot of responsibility for not getting the team over the hump. Oh, Harden was a lot older. I wish I had him when he was younger. You didn't. You have to live in reality. You had him when he was older. You have to find a way to make that work. You have to find a way to close out game six. You have to find a way to say things like, oh, we're not the same team in the past. We're a lot tougher now. We're a lot mentally stronger. And then not go out and fold like a team of the past, like a team we've seen years prior. So Rivers, yeah, he's had a legendary career in the NBA as a player and as a coach, and he's got that championship, and he's been around everywhere, but he's also a guy that seems to underperform almost everywhere he is. He, had a, he took over a team that pretty much always went to the second round, and he didn't do anything more with them. He had the Clippers. He really couldn't do a whole lot with them. So I don't know if the game's passing him by or what, but he doesn't seem like a guy who makes the necessary adjustments that need to be made in critical playoff series. It seems like he gets out coached a little bit more than you would think a guy with his pedigree would. And he had the big names, and he didn't just have a James Harden that sure was a little outside his prime. But again, 33 years old. We're not talking about like 38 years old James Harden. We're talking about 33-year-old James Harden. I also concede he is not in his prime right now, but at the same time, he's not so far removed from it, Joe, that you couldn't get what you needed out of James Harden. What he did have, though, is a Joel Embiid in his prime. Quite literally, a Joel Embiid who won the MVP this season. 
That's what he had. He had the NBA MVP on his roster and good role players like Maxi around those two superstars. And he couldn't get anything done any more than the 76ers always get done, which is always getting bounced in that second round. You know, I'm going back through this. This guy has he has had an incredible run of talent. It's not as if he's really been asked to coach a whole lot of bad teams. Philadelphia had the MVP on it. You have James Harden. You had other talent. The team had been to the second round of the playoffs plenty of times before you showed up. You couldn't get them anywhere else. You took over the Clippers. You have just a bunch of playoff series. You have, uh, I think you had the Chris Paul days, and then you had the Montrez Harrell days with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You had a lot going on, and the best you did there was... The losing the conference finals 4-2 to the Suns. A lot of other stuff in there. And then you had, what was it, the Boston Celtics run where you had KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Yeah, I mean, all the talent that Doc Rivers has coached over his career, you'd think he'd have done more than win one title, but so be it. I he guess that's title. just the case. He yeah, got he's a got title, one. though. Doc Rivers is to me, the definition of a made man when you win a ring, right? And then you can live off that ring forever. Now, I don't know if players get that luxury. We'll give it to them for a certain period of time. But with players, it's like, win it again if you're a generational talent, right? We start getting antsy for what are they going to do? Are they going to be able to do another ring, though? Or like another ring and another ring. And we start ring counting and it's a whole thing. With coaches, they can ride off of one ring an entire career. And that's what Doc Rivers has done. He's ridden off of one ring for an entire career here. And he will again. He'll continue to get those opportunities off of that ring. Like, it'll be fascinating to see if Nick Nurse can come in and just get Philadelphia to another level. To just show everyone that, yes, yes, Rivers had plenty of talent. He just wasn't good enough to coach them up. I mean, it wasn't a big ass. That's... The misconception about Philadelphia fans is that they're upset they're not winning all these championships. That's not really the problem with the Sixers. They just kind of want to see them show progress. Like, it's not a whole lot to ask to get to the conference finals one time over, say, I don't know, maybe a 10-year period. Because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's like two-thirds of the league has been to the conference finals. 15 or 16 teams, maybe, have been to the conference finals since Trust the Process started. Some, since right around the Sixers actually tried to start winning games. Half Is the that league true? Because I feel like it's been just the Celtics and the Heat. Every, no, every no. Year. Conference finals in the East or the West. If you take the entire oh, NBA, okay. yeah. the entire NBA, got you've it. got 30 teams. In the amount of time the Sixers have tried to win. So eliminate the years where they were intentionally losing. I think it's, I don't know, maybe five, six years. Hold on. Let me go through this. I had this. Uh, I'll give you some time. What I'm not going to do is one, have two, the conversation, three, even though Joe Fulton is sitting here, about six. Philadelphia fans being reasonable in any manner, because those two things are not two things that coexist. Reasonable and Philadelphia fan. <laughs> that being said, when you have that talent on that team that they currently have, it is not at all ask to expect them to at least get to a conference finals. Six the years. expectation the last three years should be you are in the conference finals. You've got Joel Embiid on your roster. Just get there once. Just get there once. Miami's been there twice. I mean, right. if Miami can do no, it three twice, times. three, three times, times in the last four years. Three times. Oh, that's right. Three times in the last four years. So the Sixers have been trying to win for six years. In the last six years, and don't exactly quote me, but I believe it's 16 teams have been to the conference finals in the last six years. That means more than half the league. 
Philly couldn't be one of those teams, you can't even count like five of them. They haven't been trying to win. So, yeah, there you have it. His uh, time Rivers is in, gone. Shocking. Yeah, Doc Rivers is gone. His time in Philadelphia, certainly disappointing, certainly underachieving. I don't think it's terrible that he said he would have rather coached James Harden in his prime, but I do understand how people could take from that. He's passing the buck. He's passing the blame and pointing elsewhere when really some of it certainly is squarely on Doc Rivers' shoulders. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You just heard it there on the Sports Center update. The New Orleans Pelicans may be considering moving on from Zion Williamson as we head towards the NBA draft. Woj is reporting that the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal are working together to find a trade destination for Bradley Beal. There may be some big-named NBA players on the move as we are now officially in rumor mill NBA offseason, one of my favorite times of the year. We will get to some potential landing spots for some of the biggest high-profile players in the NBA, but first, Joe's going to do his thing. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, this is a U.S. Open first-round matchup bet, which means there are two golfers that we're going to put head-to-head tomorrow, first round only, and whoever plays better, that's the winner. We're betting Justin Rose, minus 140, over Gary Woodland. Ten-year anniversary of Rose winning his only major, U.S. Open, at Marion. I was there. I was volunteering for that. I got to see it. He, everyone thought he was going to destroy the course. That air is too short. Everyone's going to destroy the course. He's the only guy that shot under par. Marion held up very nicely. The key here is that Rose is 11th on tour in first-round scoring average, whereas Woodland is 64th on tour in first-round scoring average. In addition, Rose is coming in red hot. Five straight top 25 finishes. Meanwhile, Gary Woodland, a top 20 in just two of his last nine starts. U.S. Open, first-round matchup tomorrow. Justin Rose, minus 140 over Gary Woodland. Joe and Amber got one. We got one! We're going to play a little got one NBA style. For that, we bring in James Steele. Yeah, so we were talking today uh, on our group chat about, you know, superstars in the NBA, if they ended up leaving, where they might go. Some of these names would have to be traded for. Some of them are free agents already. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna name some guys, and you're gonna tell me the one 
called Got One <laughs> Team. Not one. What the game is called? Got one. So one. I understand team. the rules, James. I know. It's very difficult to have to explain this to Amber, but uh, all right. So we're going to start off the biggest name out there, LeBron James. Uh, he is signed with the Lakers for the next two seasons, but has been. You know, there's some rumors around him maybe moving on from LA. But LeBron James, Joe, if he leaves, where would he go? Well, am I allowed to stay? He stays. That wouldn't be getting one, no. The, no, the one that the, you have to get is, it's, is if, if he leaves, where will they go? That's what we're doing here. All right. So he's not leaving, but I'll play in this wide world That's of fine. hypotheticals where the Rockets could win the finals next year. Here on Sports Radio. I don't. Oh, oh my God. Um. Mavericks. I'll just go with the favorite wow. because that's the rumor. I'm going to I'm going to pass it over to you. I thought when we talked about this we were allowed to say whether or not they were staying for some no. of these guys. No. He's not going anywhere. That's the rant. That's no fun Le- though. LeBron He's not going anywhere. He's under contract for two Half more years. the guys on this list are free agents. That's what we should be to say. LeBron James is not going yeah. anywhere. What but would Joe, make us believe he's going to leave? Crazy Kyrie the flat earther? Yes, yeah. you have to throw LeBron into the conversation because it's LeBron. He has to be in every NBA conversation at all times. He I'm not rates. saying that's he why we do this be. off the top. I'm saying we should be video. allowed to say he stays. Where where do you have him going? Yes, the favorite there is the Mavericks, obviously because of Kyrie, the rumors that Kyrie fed <laughs> where he's saying that he called LeBron's camp to see if he'd be interested in coming to Dallas. I would say the Clippers. Let's get crazy. Because LeBron's not leaving Los Angeles, because his son is going to USC this next season, he can't possibly leave the city. The Clippers haven't been able to get over the hump with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who can't stay healthy. LeBron James, maybe he can get them over the hump. There you go. And by the way, an owner is willing to spend, spend, spend. Wow, that was a that was a roller coaster. That's how you play the game. Yeah, this is great. I thought I let's thought we revisit were... this when he stays with the Lakers. Yeah, well, and the Clippers I mean, were never involved at any point. Obviously, he's going to stay with the Lakers, but that's no fun. That's All right, we're just having fun here. All right. I will. I will engage moving forward, right, and I you. will come up with the most crazy stuff I can think of. All right, you don't have to do that. The but... next, the well, wait a minute. You didn't say I couldn't. Actually, no, you can't. You, you the can. only criteria was I had to, to pick a yeah, team, and I'm going to play the by the rules. From oh, here boy. on out, are guys who actually could be on the move with very big names. All right. James Harden, uh, he's a free agent. Amber, if he leaves, well, he is going. To, well, he might go back to the Sixers, but if he, where's he going? <laughs> See, now you're all tripped I don't up even too. Know. Yeah, this is this is working out Harden. quite nicely. A lot of people, a lot of people are going to say Houston. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand why Houston would want to take back James Harden. Frankly, with open arms, I will say Phoenix if James Harden is leaving. Hear me out. It feels like CP3, obviously, is on his way out there. They will have a need there at that position. He has a relationship with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant very much likes James Harden. Yes, they didn't have the success the first go-around. They'll get another go-around in Arizona. How about that? That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. I I will say the Rockets. I know it's the obvious one. I The thing with Harden, I don't think he really cares about winning championships. And I don't think we should fault him for that. I think he just likes playing basketball and making money. And I think he really enjoyed his time in Houston. And I don't think he's going to try to break the bank with the Rockets because that's where he wants to be. Now, why would the Rockets want him? That's an excellent point because it's a young team on the come up that needs leadership. But they also need to start drawing some fans, selling some tickets and some merchandise. 
and Harden still has enough gas left in the tank where he can contribute. And again, if he's not trying to win championships, he's probably not going to be mad if he's not playing 32 minutes a night. Maybe he'll play 25 minutes a night, and he can mentor some of the young guys as to some of the nicer establishments they can visit around the Houston area. Just surprised he still sells tickets there like that. Uh, Kendrick Perkins today, I believe it was on uh, first take, predicted that James Harden would uh, land with the Lakers. So there's that, too. (laughs) Should be crazy, yeah. No contender should be interested. He was just on a contender, and he completely fell apart in the most crucial games like he has his entire career. Plus, we're in the season where we're going to put everybody on the Lakers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, all right, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Mavericks gave up a lot to get him uh, midseason. Didn't really work out. Now he's a free agent. Uh, does he stay in Dallas? Does he go somewhere else? Joe. Phoenix. Chris Paul is going to be gone. So why not go to Phoenix and reunite with Kevin Durant so that we can go through that saga all over again? Now, I don't actually think this is going to happen, but I have to pick something. And I don't see it being the Lakers. I cannot see how the Lakers are going to get over the hump by adding him to the roster. He and LeBron tried before. They won. But then they split because Irving couldn't handle it. Irving's all of a sudden going to be able to handle it. I don't think that deal gets done. Man, from a basketball perspective, the Phoenix thing makes some sense. But from a locker room perspective, and just a general, the way things go for Kyrie perspective, I hope the Suns don't go anywhere near that if they want to win a championship. LA is the obvious answer here. I'll say Dallas, though, because I also just said that we're going to— He's already with Dallas. We're going to put everybody— Oh, that's right. You're not letting me do that, but he's a free agent. I'm not not letting you do anything. I was all for that answer, but you guys told me I was not allowed to do that. All right, that's fair. Dallas is the only team he can sign a five-year deal with. Fine, I'll put him on Los Angeles then. Because of all the rumors and because nobody likes to team up with former friends slightly past their their prime than LeBron James. How does that feel knowing you thought you had a really good answer and then we told you you weren't allowed to do it? Does that feel good? (laughs) Doing a great job here today. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Uh, We are in. Will Damian Lillard leave the Trailblazer season? Uh, That's what this is right now. So Damian Lillard, if he leaves, where does he end up? Amber. Oh, you know where I'm going with this. Come on, Dame. Come on down, buddy. Come on, Dame. Save us with the Miami Heat. He wants to be here. He said it on that podcast. He said if the Heat won a championship, he'd be out. Guess what? We didn't win a championship just for you, Dame. Come on down. We need your shooting. Hard to argue with that. Great answer. You didn't actually say the Miami Heat, but I guess we'll all just infer from the lunatic rant that we just were lucky enough to hear. (laughs) I'll go ahead and throw Philadelphia in there. We'll go go ahead and play homers here. Harden leaves. It frees up cap space. The Sixers have some assets they could send to the uh, Portland Trailblazers. You can go ahead and move on from Tobias Harris and send him over to Portland along with a bunch of picks and maybe some other guys. You have to make the contracts work, but Dame Lillard with his toughness paired up with Embiid, I love the way that sounds in Philadelphia. All right, uh, Russell Westbrook uh, ultimately ended up with the Clippers. He is a free agent. Joe, where does he end up? It does not feel like it's on a serious contender. It also feels like he'll play for two or three teams next season. Like he'll land somewhere and get traded again, and he'll move on. Uh, I'll say, oh, man, this is tough. I could. Can I say Houston, knowing that they already, I already gave them James Harden? Assuming yeah. they don't get Harden, I could see Westbrook coming in, working hard, and trying to work with those guys. That's a tough one. That could literally be any of the 30 NBA teams. 
including the Clippers, by the way, which he could be back on. But that's right. not the way we're playing this game. So I will play the game the proper way. I will say the Chicago Bulls. He's been linked to them before. Reportedly, they were interested in him mm. before he made his way to the Clippers. Lonzo Ball, if his career is in fact over, then you have a need there. And he feels like actually he would be a good fit as a primary ball handler with DeRozan and Levine. So I could see him there with the Chicago Bulls. All right, one more. Draymond Green could potentially opt out of his contract with the Warriors. If he leaves, where does he end up? With the Los Angeles Lakers, because that dude is obsessed with LeBron James. He'd have to take a discount to get there, but I think he'd take a discount to play with his idol. I could see Draymond trying to play alongside LeBron. Complete agreement. Those two are in love with each other. He wants to play with LeBron more than anything, they both, both have the same representation. Yep. It's the same. It's just that's what he's going for. He's not looking to go from a dynasty to you know the Washington Wizards to see if he can put them over the top. I don't even think it'd be breaking. It'd be about breaking the bank. He might go for that, but I think with with Draymond, the most important thing is to show that he could do it outside of the Bay Area. We didn't do the one guy who's actually on the move for sure in Fred Van Vliet, right? I mean, he opted out. We assume that that means his time is done there. We yeah. didn't even do him. He I was looking forward to him. doing Chris Paul to Memphis because I think with the John Morant situation, That's Chris Paul's maturity and wisdom, I think that, that that is a great fit for them. I actually think Van Vliet to the Suns would be, would be a good fit that you could see with CP3 on his way. Yeah. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, it is your turn to weigh in. We open up the phone lines to you. Should the Pelicans move on from Zion? What do you think of our landing spots for all the guys that we just discussed, what about the drama with the Buffalo Bills? Any of your hot takes, bring them our way. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We get to your calls next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
We're going to get to your phone calls in just moments. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We see you lining up on the phone lines. We appreciate you. But first, Joe's got a little more advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. U.S. Open starts tomorrow in Los Angeles. Let's pick two guys to win the tournament. These are half-unit wagers. So if a normal wager for you is $1, this would be half of that. It would be $0.50 because they're long-shot plays. Cam Smith, 30-1 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. Live golfer, excellent, both on and around the greens, which is critical at the U.S. Open. He looked very sharp at Oak Hill for last month's PGA Championship, where he finished in the top 10 in ninth. He's got the pedigree to win in big spots. We saw him do it at the Open Championship last year. In addition to Cam Smith, the 30-1, to 1, Bryson DeChambeau at 45 to 1. Look at some of the recent winners of the Open. John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and Bryson DeChambeau. What do they all have in common? Long, heavy hitters. The rough at the U.S. Open is notoriously long. The thought process is that just about everyone, no matter how good you are, is going to find their way into the rough. So you might as well find the rough much further up the fairway so you can use a more lofted club like an 8 or 9 iron rather than a 4 or a 5 iron. California native, good track record in this state. Final two pizza monies, half unit each. Cam Smith, 25 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau, 45 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play Call a Roulette with Joe and Amber. Triple H ESPN. Let's spin the wheel. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is in Oakland. Hey, Cheeseburger, you sound delicious. Go ahead. 10-4 on that. I'm from Oakland. I'm actually in Tennessee. I, I talked to you a while ago. You said everybody loves a cheeseburger. But listen, <laughs> I'm out here in Tennessee and watching what's going on in Oakland. I mean, I am 52 years old. I am still in love with the babysitter that babysat me during the 74 World, World Series, Reggie Jackson. I gone through the having season tickets to the Jose Canseco and, and, and Mark McGuire and the Bass Brothers all the way through Chavez, the 27 game winning streak. They're winning now. Man, it's, it's bananas. And uh, it's just they had a chance to build that stadium in Jack London Square. I have looked at the diagram. I'm in the union. I build. I, I travel. I got here, come out here to Tennessee, and I've been out here for four years. But I would love to have built that stadium. I'll probably build the one in, 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 in Vegas. But it just makes me sick to my stomach. You know what I mean? That ground is sacred. I, I, I was spoiled. I grew up you know, in Oakland. Then we lived in Hayward. The lights of the Alamo County Stadium shining. My mom and dad at the game. You know, my baby's here. They come home. We won. We won. And growing up, and it just it hurts, you know. And that whole thing was sell, sell, sell. Now they're on the winning streak. Now I just want to say something, man. I bleed green and gold, but being from Oakland, I'll die red and white. I mean, a lot of people feel just like you feel about the Oakland A's. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. And one of the things that we didn't mention when we were talking about the A's, Joe, is that the Oakland government has felt a little bit like they're being used as a pawn because they were continuously trying to negotiate some with Fisher and are they going to give them the stadium? And then in those conversations and negotiations of late, they felt like he was then going to Vegas and using those negotiations 
options to just ripen his deal in Las Vegas. Yeah, this Not has been going on to anybody that Fisher would be operating at that capacity. Again, always at the expense of these of these fans like Cheeseburger. Generation. It's been uh, it's been going on for a decade. It, they, there's a big fight over the Coliseum site because everyone wants a piece of that action for development once they eventually knock down that in Oracle. And then if they're going to put up a stadium for them at Howard Terminal, they got to foot some of the cost. But mm-hmm. the A's don't want to foot anything. They want everything paid for, which is completely unreasonable. Let's spin the wheel. Sean, Sean is in Kentucky. Hey, Sean, thanks for the call. You're on with Joe and Amber. Go ahead. What's up, folks? Um, I think the thing with the Bills and Sean McDermott, I think we're looking for, um, we'll make it harder than it needs to be. I think what he said yesterday and what he said today can exist uh, collectively. I think he may have given him permission and was still concerned about the reason he wanted to be absent. I mean, that's possible. Why can't he say he's concerned? He probably shouldn't have said it, but, um, I think it makes sense that he gave him permission to be gone. And today he's trying to clarify because he made it sound yesterday like it was dramatic and he didn't know why he was gone. He did know. Um, and he gave him permission. And once you got that back together, once he showed up at practice today, I think he canceled tomorrow because why push it? What is, are you going to gain enough tomorrow that it's worth the drama you're going to have to face with the questions from the media and all that? No. So just cut ties show back up in July and get it done. Thanks for the call. The problem with that, though, in my eyes, Joe, is that he's creating more questions than answers with the behavior, right? Like if if Sean was right and Sean McDermott was fending off the media by canceling practice tomorrow, then mission not accomplished because all we're doing is sitting here and talking about the weirdness that's happening in Buffalo because of those sorts of decisions. No, there's there's no way you're canceling practice to avoid the media. What's likely happening here is that McDermott poorly communicated the message two days ago or yesterday, and he just wanted to try to keep it away for house. He's not here. He's in unexcused. It's not a big deal. Whatever. He didn't realize everyone was going to be asking him about it. So then when he came back today, he tries to clarify the story. And then everyone's like, all right, that makes a little bit of sense. And then you have a situation where he cancels practice tomorrow. So he's only going to get more questions about this. It hasn't been handled very well, to say the least. Even him clarifying the story, though, doesn't make sense because he clarifies the story by saying, well, I gave him permission. But yesterday he had sounded like he was quite literally missing in action, like he had no idea where Stefan Diggs was until Diggs' agent comes out and says, well, he's actually there at the facility. And in fact, he met with Coach McDermott, which that got really strange because when we heard from Coach McDermott, it sounded like he had no idea where Diggs was, like he had not seen him whatsoever so something is happening there in buffalo we don't know what but it doesn't feel like a good situation always a good situation is when freddie and fitzsimmons are on your radio they are coming up next here on espn radio this has been the joe and amber podcast you can listen to joe and amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m eastern plus you can listen on the espn app sirius xm channel 80 or on your smart speaker joe and amber the podcast